Welcome, boxing fans. Thanks for joining us here at Combat Talk Radio, found at combattalk.fm. We welcome you back. We're going to crash course through our weekend of boxing that we got on deck. And just as a side note, if you are one that's on the move, we do uh, publish this to our radio station, which is Cool Tunes Radio, cooltunes.fm. If you want to listen, you can listen to that on TuneIn Radio if you have it on your car. And I think Tesla owners will be able to do this. I think most people who watch boxing don't drive Teslas. I'm putting it out there just in case it is something of interest. A throwback of the old days of listening to boxing on the radio side. And there will be the occasional time when I'm going to do live commentary. If it's a signature enough event, then I'll do live commentary. Unfortunately, there's not there's a lot of crap out there. And so I don't do it for every fight because there's a cost, obviously, on the streaming side. As a side note to that as well, I have did I have signed up a ProBox TV account. And I do recommend checking out ProBox TV. Uh, it's right now it's free for some damn reason. I don't know why, but it's free. So you can go in there, create an account. It doesn't even let you put in a credit card. So I'm I don't know what's going on with it, but I'm not complaining. But ProBox TV has been putting on some really good events, and most importantly, they actually celebrate their freaking ring girls. They actually. You know, the ring girls are put on display. It's like the old days of streaming where they'll show or it's cable where they'll show the ring, the wide shot of the ring. You can see the ring girl walking around, waving at the crowd. And sometimes they'll spotlight the ring girl. But you think it's a small thing. It's not a small thing. The reason that matters to me so much is because you got to understand that the ring girls, they're helping sell the damn thing. Okay, so. Part of the part of what people don't understand about boxing, we'll get into our weekend. I want to rant a little bit. Part of what people don't understand about boxing and the decline of boxing, boxing had always been a spectacle. It had always been a show. It's not just about the fight. The fight is only one small aspect of the bigger picture. You got to look at the bigger, you know, setup. The setup was always about the spectacle. From the, the why do you think they do press conferences? Why do you think they do the face-offs, knowing? You know, in most cases, these guys don't hate or gals don't hate each other. They're not angry at each other. 99% of the time, they're buddies. They're going to shake hands. They're smiling. They're laughing. It's all for show and photos and pageantry. That's what it is. You take that and you take the promotion tours, going around, promoting it, going to radio, what used to be, going to radio stations, promoting it, what used to be TV talk shows, promoting it. Then... When you get to the night of the event, what is it? It's the, you know, I don't do this, but the liquor and the food, or if you're with buddies, or if you go to a bar, right? You're, you're together and you're, ha and it's an event. It's an event. It's, it was more about the event than the fight. The fight was obviously a thing, but it was the coming together. The ring girls were always part of the package. They were always part of the promotion, always part of the sell of why you should pay attention because the target demographic for boxing historically had been your 18 to, let's say, 40-year-old male. That was always the target demographic. What they did, I saw this on Showtime. That's kind of why I'm glad they went away. They would just not even show the fucking ring girls. They would just they would focus on every damn thing else, every guy in the place, but never show a ring girl. You would never even see the ones that would stand behind the fighter. Like, it was a joke. The zone does this crap. ProBox is throwback. So I'm recommending ProBox. They didn't pay me. I'm recommending them, if you're a boxing fan, check out ProBox. You can't beat it, because right now, for whatever reason, it was free for me. So you can't beat that, and I'm always a big fan of boxing the way it used to have been. So check them out. BKFC is doing the same thing. They promote their ring girls. So I, no matter what, I am recommending the throwback type. I'm never going to support that Amazon, which is the big news, the Amazon PBC deal. I'm not going to support that crap, because it's pay-per-view. 
you're still forced to pay over 40 bucks in addition to the Prime. They said that you don't have to have the Prime subscription, but we know where it's going. We know it's going to go to where you're paying boatloads of cash just for the privilege, quote unquote, of watching PBC fighters. It's never going to work. Even Paulie Malinaji, Paulie Malinaji said the same thing. Why is this pay-per-view? It's not a pay-per-view event. It's not, folks. So I'm not supporting that. That's why I'm spending the first five here talking about ProBox TV. Check them out, ProBox.TV online. Sign up for an account. Check out their streams. You can also see their historical fights. Let's go ahead and get in our weekend of boxing. We got some fights happening today as I record this and some fights happening Thursday. We're going to get through those pretty quick. Let's start out in Wembley in London, the UK. 12 rounds of light heavyweight action. This is showing on the cock, peacock in the US. Terrible. And Sky Sports in the UK. I have no idea why they chose Peacock in the US, honestly, because that's yet another service. You know, so you got ESPN Plus, you got Peacock, you got DAZN, you got ProBox, you got Sky Sports. They're just, there's too many freaking, all these different services and they don't come together. So you have one place to go for all your boxing. Whoever is a billionaire that's smart enough, that's what you should go after is to say, you know what? I want one platform that just receives streams from all these different things in one unified source so I can sell it to fans. I digress. Anyway, 12 rounds at light heavyweight action. Josh Boatze makes his return against Dan Aziz. And this is a great fight, folks. If you like the light heavies and heavies, great, fantastic fight. Both are good dudes. Both are undefeated. Both are dominant. Dominant wins. Uh, you can't get any better than this one. It's matched really well. Experience is roughly equivalent. This is a hell of a fight. People aren't really talking about it because they're unknown. They mostly only fight regionally. And so because they're unknown, they don't get the screenplay that you might expect out of the fighters. But I'm telling you, you definitely want to check this out if you get a chance. And I'm sorry it's the cock on U.S. I'm sorry. And Sky Sports in the U.K. is pretty good because they don't charge you a boatload of cash. But definitely check this one out. I'm going to lean. This one's hard. This one's really hard. You know, it hurts my heart on this one because they're both so damn skilled. I'm going to lean ever slightly towards Aziz, and that's not dinging on Watsi. I just, Aziz feels like he has a little bit more on the precision side. It seems like he's a little bit better at landing the shots when he needs to. Watsi's really more about when he does land, it's going to hurt more than what Aziz can pull, but Aziz feels like he's a little bit better on the accuracy. That's my, that's my tenfold. Most people completely emphatically disagree with me and they think Watsi's going to just destroy this dude and I just don't agree with it. Maybe that happens. I don't personally see it in my personal opinion. I think that they're underrating this dude. You know, we'll see what happens on that one. Same event, undercard, 12 rounds of super lightweight action. Adam Azim fighting Enoch Paulson. Uh, Azim is the one that, you know, he fancies himself the next coming of Nassim Hamed. And I said, you know, you're promoting this dude wrong. And he needs to, he's going to get hurt if you don't be a little bit careful. Paulson is the one that possibly could upset the cart. Do I think he doesn't? No. I think Azim's going to blow this guy out. They're both undefeated, but Paulson's not fought anybody of any note. He has a paper record, in my personal opinion. And, you know, I, I think Azim's just going to destroy this dude. I suspect it's going to be some kind of a knockout or stoppage. Uh, sometime in prior to the sixth round is my guess on that one. Azim's a good dude. I just, I feel like they're matching him to a point to make him look good instead of to make him stronger as a fighter. Same event under car, 10 rounds at lightweight action. Caroline Dubois fighting Miranda Reyes. Caroline Dubois, of course, is the younger sister of Daniel Dubois. 
Uh, and Caroline's been a little bit more successful than her brother. And I'm a, I'm a Reyes fan. I, I, I like Reyes a lot. She's from the U.S. to Boston, U.K. It's not that. It's just Reyes. Reyes is a... So Reyes, she has losses. So it's not that she hadn't lost. But when I watch her, she puts it all in. She, she tries. A lot of the women, not a lot, but a, the majority of, I'll say, of the women, they put an effort in, but they don't look like they're developing. Reyes looks like she's trying to get better. She looks like she's trying to improve. So when she goes out and she's working... It looks like she's trying to get better as a fighter, and I can't help but respect that. That's not saying Caroline's not doing that because she is, and she's young, and she's got her career ahead of her. That's why I love the fight because they're matched well. They're early in career. They're both young because, you know, usually the women are older by the time they get matched up like this. So it's good that they're young and they're in their prime, and Caroline's a southpaw. I, I do think Caroline's going to deal with Reyes with ease on a decision. I do see that. Most on the line agree with me. I, I see that Reyes is not going to have enough for Dubois. And if, you know, and I don't think she's going to hear this, but if Reyes ever hears this, what I would say to you is, I don't think, I don't think you have any chance against Caroline here. I, I frankly don't. But I want you to use this fight as an opportunity to improve because I do see something from you. And this is just, it's so early. Don't let it get you down if, if Caroline's just able to get past you with ease, don't let it discourage you. I think you have your whole career ahead of you and there's more you can offer to the business. If you're willing to stick it out is my message. Now I could be wrong. It could be Reyes upsets the cart on Caroline. I just don't personally see it um, based on the levels of experience that I saw. Same event, 10, undercard 10 rounds at light heavyweight action. Ben Whitaker fights Khalid Graida. I have not heard of Graida. Uh, or Gridea, sorry, Gridea. I had not heard of him. Uh, Whitaker, of course I know. Whitaker's young. He's not been in the business that long. I think he just debuted like a year and a half ago or something. He's not been in the business that long. He's been looking good as he is, but the matchups have not been quality. This is yet another one where it's designed to make him look good. Uh, Gridea was just stopped, you know, most recent. Um, I think he quit on the stool even, if I recall. He's older. He's got a crazy ton of losses. This is a blatant mismatch, ladies and gentlemen. Blatant mismatch. I, and that's not dinging Gridea experience, but experience didn't really matter. He just, he has almost as many, I think he has more losses than wins. Like that's how bad this is. So I'm, I'm discouraged to see this for Whitaker because I think there's something for Whitaker, but this is not the fight to showcase him and make him look good. If you wanted to make him look good, this damn sure ain't going to do it. So hopefully there's, so hopefully there's some excitement or something to offset the terribleness of that fight. I, I don't see it, but yeah. Now we're going to switch to the U.S. Las Vegas Chelsea Ballroom. Uh, and we're going to be on the zone for U.S. and U.K. 12 rounds at welterweight action. Uh, Connor Eggs Benedict uh, makes his return against Peter Dobson. Uh, Connor Ben has been, he's still being chased around by UCAT and the BBBFC, trying to get licensing things sorted out because of the failed drug test that he did where it was claimed that it was due to Eggs and he denied that. And of course he came back recently, fought down in Florida, I think it was, and Went the full distance with a guy when he was fully clean. So we don't really know what's happening with Connor Ben. Meanwhile, Dobson, let me tell you something about this fight and the reason I think it's a great fight and worth your time to check it out if you do. I think my DAZN membership is still active. I might try to check this one out. It depends on if it's too late. What's the time on this business? Uh, let's see, 3 p.m. Oh, yeah, yeah. So not that long from now. So uh, let's see, five, so about eight hours from now-ish. 
ring walks at 4.30 my time. So I might even try to see if I can check this out because it's in the middle of the day, which is sick. I like that. So, all right, here's the thing on this fight, okay? Again, Conor Ben, most recent fight, he went the full distance. He could not get the guy out of there. Yes, it was a durable opponent, but the point is he was clean drug test and people speculated that his blistering knockouts that he did against tough opposition was due to drugs that he was taking. And when he's not on the drugs, he's no longer able to get him out of there like he did before. Conor Ben's being positioned as a future star. I can't say that he is or isn't yet because he hasn't fought anybody that's the upper level. You know, obviously, you know, Algeri, Van Heerden, these are decent quality wins. I wouldn't put them at the upper echelon. So we don't know exactly what he is. Peter Dobson, although he's older, because he is older, I'm not dismissing that, Peter Dobson is skilled. He's highly skilled. And if nothing else, we're going to get a chance to test Conor Ben's ab ability to deal with an actual skilled boxer that's undefeated. And Dobson has a couple of quality wins, nothing great. I will say the media is not making Dobson look very good, which I think is a disservice to him, because I think he's quality and in, in skill level. We have to see, though, Again, what's what's the story here on both guys, but more so Connor Ben? This is a this is a showcase for Connor Ben. If he comes in here and he's made to look lesser than quality against Peter Dobson, people are going to start asking questions about you know Connor Ben and what he really is and whether he's being promoted by the media. Because remember, there was a time his body didn't look anywhere like that, and he was getting rocked and wobbled off on everything, and then he comes up and then has a major body transformation, and then all of a sudden he's tanking through quality, otherwise durable quality fighters. <laughs> and then just recently after this whole drug fiasco, then he goes the full distance and he was landing bombs and he didn't look, you know, weak. But the point is, is that we have questions and those questions need to be answered. And we're going to see what's really the story. And I, I like the fight. I think it's a good fight. Like I said, I may try to catch this this afternoon and I might even do live commentary on cool tunes. I haven't decided that yet, but I think it's a good fight for what it is, and we're gonna we're gonna get some questions answered, and that's always a good thing. Uh, if you're watching uh, the fights this weekend, I think this one's definitely good to check out. Undercard of that same event, ten rounds at middleweight, Austin Emma Williams fighting Armel uh, Mumba Yaza. I had not heard of Yaza Williams. I'm aware of. I'd only watched a couple of fights. Uh, I I think it's a good fight. It's matched very well. Uh, the experience is kind of weird, but they're both undefeated guys. Uh, they're both boxers that have power, so you're not going to see a... I don't think it'll be a boring fight because it's middleweights. I don't think you're going to see a boring fight at all. Uh, I think Williams is going to get the W here, if, if only because Williams strikes me as, again, precision, you know, accuracy of shots. Uh, Williams is a southpaw. I think that'll play into factor. And Williams seems like he is more focused than what I saw of Yasa. It seems like Williams... He keeps his eye on the prize and he works hard. I like I like the dude a lot. Good dude, really good dude. Most agree that that's the outcome we expect to see. And <clears throat> so if you get a chance to see a fight, this one I think is definitely worth your time to check out. I don't know how long that fight lasts. I don't know if it ends in a knockout or not, because it could. A good fight. Same event under round, uh, under card rather, eight rounds of heavyweight action. Johnny Fisher fighting Demetrio Beezus. Had never heard of Beezus. I know Fisher very well. Fisher's a quality fighter. I'm not going to call it a mismatch because I think that's unfair, but I think the level of skill is gap is wide. I think Fisher is just way too skilled, way too strong for Beezus. I, I, I would struggle to see Beezus get even some shots landed. 
even though Bezos has all the physical advantages, it's the skill gap. It's just, it's shocking how skilled Fisher is from what I saw. Now that said, it's a regional level fight. So the skill is, it's relative, right? So Bezos is regional, Fisher's regional. Within regional fighters, Fisher to me is way, way outmatches this guy. If Fisher stepped up and he fought somebody on the U.S. side, I don't know that he would be as successful. Hell, I don't even know if he'd be that successful against somebody like, you know, Dillian White or something. I don't, I don't know. But from what I saw, I think this is a, again, I don't think it's a mismatch per se. I just think there's levels to it. And I believe Fisher's going to get a dominant win on this one. I think a stoppage is, is my call on this. And I think that it's just going to be a, a overwhelmed and the ref's going to jump in there and stop it. I don't think Fisher's going to be able to knock Bezos out. Bezos strikes me as durable. But he's been stopped before. He got stopped in his most recent fight in two rounds. So, but again, it was a stoppage. You know, he's never been to the point where he was physically knocked out cold, right? I don't think Fisher's going to be the one to do that. I think it's going to be a stoppage, probably early. Uh, sometime less than four rounds is my call on that one. That one, <laughs> I, I hate to sound that, but it feels like it's easy to call that fight. And I hate fights that are like that, where they're just freaking easy to fight. Now we're going to switch to the Michelob Arena in Vegas. And this is on ESPN. Probably, I don't think it's pay-per-view, I think it's ESPN Plus, I don't know. ESPN in the U.S., Sky Sports in the U.K., 12 rounds at super lightweight action. Uh, another top-billed fight, a return of Tiafimo Lopez, finally. And he's fighting Jermaine Ortiz. This fight's been heavily promoted and heavily hyped. Uh, people have been going crazy on this one. Uh, it's a, There's belts on the line, there's all sorts of stuff. This is for a 140-pound. Uh, I'm going to just tell you a couple things here. Okay, Tiafimo Lopez... He has had a tough time of it. He's trying to rebuild, okay? He's going off of his performance against Josh Taylor as some sign that he's back in the game because he beat the lineal champion at the time. And certainly there is that message, but you got to look in perspective. This is a guy that got beat by, you know, CM Punk Cambosas and then struggled against Sandor Martin and arguably should have had a loss against Sandor Martin. We can say, well, what about this fight? What about that fight? That's fine, but... Sandor Martin's quality, but if you look at the two, he should not have been able to, he should not have been struggling against Sandor Martin. And then, of course, Cambosis. People talked about, well, his health issues with Cambosis. I understand that. What I'm saying is mentally, he's not the same dude that he was. That's my point. So when I look then at Jermaine Ortiz, Jermaine Ortiz has the one loss and he has a draw on record. Jermaine Ortiz is a solid boxer. The one thing about Cambosis is that he's a solid boxer. Boxer. The one thing about Sandor Martin is that he's a solid boxer. So, and then the close against Lomachenko for Tiafimo, a solid boxer. The only ones who have troubled Tiafimo are solid boxers. So, people online think that Tiaf that Tiafimo is going to blow this guy out. I do emphatically disagree. I emphatically disagree. Even if he does win, I think he's going to be tested again. I believe that Ortiz is going to show some stuff. Again, where, where Tiafimo just struggles a bit at points, even if he does get the W, again, it's going to be one of those where it continues the mantra, where when it's a true boxer, for whatever reason, Tiafimo's not able to hang it. And that may be mental. I don't think it's a physical thing. I don't think it's a lack of skill. I think it's mental. He just, his focus is, if you're the kind of guy that's going to take his shots and stand in front of him and do what he wants you to do, he's all there. But if you're a boxer, where you're making him think he gets frustrated in there and then he loses focus. So I'm not calling an Ortiz win, although I wouldn't dismiss it. I'm not calling that. I'm saying 
if Ortiz, I believe Ortiz is one that could show more chinks in the armor for Tiafimo Lopez. And if that happens, we got to start asking questions about whether I'm right on his mental, if Lopez is not all there mentally. That means anytime, statistically, anytime you match him against a pure boxer, he's going to struggle. Some will say, well, you got the W. That's fine, but you still got to ask the question of, well, geez, this dude every damn time, every damn time. Other than that, other than the statistics I just talked about, it's a fantastically matched up fight. Roughly equivalent on both sides. Tiafimo has the loss too, so I, I like the fight for what it is. And I like, it's a big level fight and it's worth your time to check that out. I'm just calling out these things because I, I think they're things we're talking about. Undercard of that same event, 10 rounds at lightweight action. Keyshawn Davis makes his return and he's fighting the gatekeeper, Jose Pedraza. And I call him a gatekeeper because he has, he's off a fresh dominant loss, split decision before that, a dominant loss before that. He's a gatekeeper at this level. That's fine because Keyshawn Davis does need to step up a little bit. He's still being kind of protected, quote unquote, and no problem. He has a no contest, did Keyshawn in his last fight, and that put a little bit of a mark on his record. It's not his fault. So I, I think this is a good fight and a good test for Keyshawn because Pedraza, if anything else, you know, he has that ability that, you know, to catch you off things. I don't think Keyshawn's going to struggle with him. I think Keyshawn deals with him with ease and makes it look terribly easy. Most say knockout. I doubt it. I think it's going to be a boring, boring fight for what it is. And it's just a boring decision is my call on that one. Oh, and then the last one, which I hate, but eight rounds of lightweight action, same venue. Uh, George Acosta fighting Rene Giron. And this fight, the reason I hate it is it's not the fault of the fighters. It's just all they could do. It's what it is. It's ESPN Plus. The, the fight is reasonably evenly matched, but I still call it a mismatch. I call it a mismatch because Giron has been on a significant decline. And Acosta has been on a significant rise. It's the polar opposite of what you want to see out of fighters. And so I, I, I guess this is the best they could do to kind of pad the undercard. And I understand that. I just, I'm not a fan of it. I, I wish they could have done a little bit better job of this one. So a couple of things just to point out on this. Uh, apparently, and I don't know this, but apparently for the ESPN stuff, if you have the ESPN subscription deal, so I'm talking the cable side. If you have the subscription deal, then you can stream some of these ESPN fights for free through the app, which is so bass backwards. But that's apparently what that is. Allegedly, if you sign up for Hulu now, you get a free seven-day trial and you can stream the fights uh, through all your different devices, through Hulu for seven days. So just to check out the fights, if you want to do that and then cancel. And then otherwise, it's ESPN Plus, which I think is nonsense. But the ESPN Plus is only for a month for 11 bucks, so the US. So if you wanna check them out, that'd be my recommendation. That's all we got on deck and we will check back in. Like I said, I'll probably try to see if I can check in the zone fights for sure, cause that's happening in the middle of the day and I'm cool with middle of the day fights. Do, do, do.